Hey guys, it's Tia Moore here with the Next View Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. So usually when we do the podcast, I have a guest and we're talking about them and we're talking about their business. This week we are talking about things that will benefit you. So um, we put together a list of must-do items for when you are moving into your new home because nobody thinks about that when you're you have a lot of things going on and so sometimes the list gets lost sometimes you get it but sometimes you get it on accident so we want to help you be on purpose about your next move so that you know exactly what you need to do and help you stay organized so number one may sound obvious but you will be surprised how many people don't think of this so the first thing you should do when you are moving into your new home is transfer the utilities, <laughs> right? So when the previous owner or, you know, maybe you're renting and when the previous person that lived in the property, when they move out, they transfer the utilities to wherever they're moving. So you'll want to make sure that you know what all utilities go with the property. Um, so if it has gas, if it has electric, if it has water, um, if it has solar, you want to make sure that that is hooked up. You want to make sure you call all each of those utility companies to make sure they're transferred. I find that the number one the number one transfer people forget to make and to ensure it's connected is the solar um, because usually you do have to make that phone call. So make sure you check off your utilities. Um, for you guys that join in a little bit late, do me a favor. Once you, once you start listening, send me a thumbs up so that I know that you're watching and I know that you're here. And if you're listening to this on the replay on Facebook, then um, go ahead and leave me the exclamation point or any other character that you that is your favorite thing to put in the comments just so that I know you did listen on the replay. And if you guys are listening on iTunes or Stitcher, um, make sure you leave us a comment and let us know what you think about this particular episode. Okay, so we talked about utility. So that was number one. Number two, when you move into a house, make sure you change all of the locks. So change all of the, the locks that people you can get access from the exterior of the house. So a lot of people don't think about that. They feel, well, I got the keys. Uh, maybe, you know, I got all the keys. I feel comfortable. I don't need to change the locks. You do. You, I do recommend that you change the locks, even if it's a new home. Um, I know that they'll say, you know, with a, with a new house that, you know, the once you break the seal um, from the contractor box to the actual key, the, none of the contractor keys work. In my opinion, it's better to be safe than sorry. Change all the locks. Um, that would include mailbox keys. You don't know how many mailboxes, mailbox uh, keys have been issued for the property before you purchased the house, um, while you were looking for the home, whoever was living there, you don't know how many keys are out there. So you want to make sure that you contact the post office and have the mailbox key rekeyed. Yes, it's going to cost you money. It's usually around $50. Um, and that price may have changed recently, but you're going to want to make sure you do call and have that rekeyed. You have very sensitive information that goes to your mailbox. Um, most of us get our information through email now, but the stuff that does go there, you want to make sure that nobody else has access to it. So when you're creating your list, make sure that you have mailbox keys on your list. All right, so we talked about number one and number two. So we went through transfer utilities and transfer your locks. And as I'm going through this list, you guys, if there are any tips that you can think of that maybe I don't listen or maybe I don't list, then make sure you put them in the comments because we're, we're always happy to expand on this list because ultimately we want to make sure that, you know, people are safe and they have as much information as possible to help make their move very streamlined. Um, 
So that's number one. Number two. So while you're going to the post office to have your mailbox key changed, make sure you notify them of your address change. Again, when you're moving, there's a lot of things going on, so you don't you don't always um, you don't always you don't always think of those things. So make sure you submit your change of address so that people know so that the post office knows that you've moved to a new location. All right. So transfer utilities, change locks, and to notify the post office of an address change. Um, number three, reset all your garage codes. You probably don't think about that. So the previous owner of a home, um, let's say, assume it's you're purchasing a resale home or you're moving into a rental, you'll want to make sure that you, res- you reset the garage um, remote control. So if you don't have the instructions to it, you can Google. Everything is on YouTube so that you can reset those codes. Also, if the garage has a keypad on it, you're going to want to make sure you change that code as well because anybody can just put the code in and walk right into your house. Um, I know a lot of people don't lock their their access door that goes into the house from the garage. You sh- we should be doing that, um, but a lot of people don't. So if they have the code to the garage, they have code, they have the access to your home. So we talked about transferring utilities, changing all the locks, including your mailbox locks, or mailbox locks, <laughs> um, notifying the post office of your address change, and then changing your garage codes and keypads. Um, the other reason you're going to want to change the keypad is a lot of times our cars, we have the, um, the little access code right near our, um, right above on the roof line. And, you know, we, we're not even using the clicker. So if somebody who previously lived in that property, they still have access. People do weird things. Let's say they're driving by, they used to live in the neighborhood and they were like, oh, let's see if that still works. And it still works and it opened your garage. How devastating would that be? So make sure you reprogram that because you just want to make sure that nobody can access your garage or your home without um, your permission. All right, so the next item is uh, smart home devices. So a lot with technology continuing to advance, um, a lot of features in our homes are, are smart devices. So we have, you know, for example, Nest thermostats, ring doorbells, um, some of our light, our, I don't know about you, but my light bulbs are set up on smart, our smart light bulbs. And so let's say, for example, um, your Nest thermostat, if you don't change the passcode to that, then the prior owner or person that lived in that property, they can adjust your temperature anytime they want to. And this particular one comes to mind specifically because um, I was speaking a couple of months ago to one of my friends and she said when she purchased her home, the people that lived there prior, they were just like playing games with them and they kept changing the thermostat. So it's kind of creepy that somebody would do that. Um, but they also were accessing their garage using the, the an old garage remote. So you never know what's going through a person's mind. Just make sure you change those codes as kind of the first list as you're moving into the property. Again, we may not think about the ring doorbell. Um, so when you're transferring that information, make sure you change those codes as well and anything that the light fixtures um, switch to. So if you're purchasing this home, these are all things that should be discussed during your final walkthrough. So the seller should be leaving that information, work with your agent to get that information to make sure you do have access to make those adjustments. Um, And you guys do me a favor, if for some reason I mentioned something that is a move checklist item that you wouldn't have thought of, however you heard it listening to this uh, episode, do me a favor and put a light bulb emoji in there so that I know 
that we at least brought value and we made you aware of something that you may not have known before because that can be helpful to others. Um, okay, so we've talked about changing all of the locks on your house, changing the locks to the mailbox, notifying the post office of the address change, resetting the garage codes and the keypads, and then changing all the passcodes for your smart devices. Number four would be changing the air filters. So when you move into a house, you want to make sure that there's uh, there's clear clean air going through your home. Hey, Lakeisha. Um, you want to make sure that there's clean air. Hi, Jeremy. Thank you. You want to make sure that there's clean air going through your house. You want to make sure that your air conditioning, your air conditioning unit isn't working too hard. So you want to make sure you have a clean new air filter. So make sure you change that at move in. And then you're going to want to change it each month or based on um, based on your um your system recommendations. My HVAC person says, you know, buy the little cheap ones. Don't buy the ones that have the ripples. He says, buy the cheap ones um, because it makes airflow faster and just change them every month. That's what my guy says. Um, Okay, so changing air filters. Number six, test all the smoke detectors. The last thing you want to do is find out at the most inopportune time that your smoke detectors don't work. So you want to make sure that you change Uh, or you test your smoke detectors upon move-in to make sure that they work. If it were me, I would also replace the batteries while you're checking them. You're already probably up on a ladder or you're reaching, depending on how tall your ceilings are, make sure that you just replace the batteries because smoke detectors never go out when (laughs) you're awake and have nothing to do. They always go out when you're trying to sleep or you're taking a very important phone call and then all of a sudden they just start beep, 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 beeping and they drive you crazy. So when you move in, just replace all of the batteries and all of them so that you know when you'll have a check, you'll have a date as to when you check them, you know they won't go out and you have peace of mind that they're not gonna disrupt you at least within your first uh, first six months or so of living in your new home. Hey, Samantha, yes, they always beep at 2 a.m. And I find in Arizona at least in my experience in the whole 19 years that I've lived here, mine, even with new batteries, they always go crazy when the temperature goes from really warm to cold suddenly. So that's off topic, but just just know that that's going to happen. It always happens at 2 a.m. Um, check the temperature on the water heater. So I know a lot of people probably weren't thinking of this one, but you'll want to make sure that it's not turned up way too high or way too low. If it's turned up too low, your water won't be hot enough. If it's turned up way too high, then it could, the water, the hot water can burn you, could burn your children, and it's also going to have your water heater um, working much harder than it needs to be. I learned that the hard way. Um, So make sure you check that. So that's number seven on our list. Um, Number eight on our list is locate your emergency shutoff valves for your water and your gas. So I can give you an example in regards to when that water shutoff is really important. So let's say you have, um, let's say you have a valve that breaks and all of a sudden you're, you, there's water flooding everywhere. You're going to want to turn off, shut off, use your emergency shutoff valve so that you can prevent water damage. Um, usually that's located on the out- exterior of your house near the hose bib. Usually. I haven't seen it located anywhere else, but this doesn't mean that doesn't happen. Um, I had a situation where I flooded my entire downstairs because I was just like freaking out and I forgot where my water shut off valve, even though I really knew. Um, but 
It was it was a very dramatic, <laughs> a very dramatic moment. So don't be like me. No, just if you have a leak, as soon as it starts, run outside, turn off the emergency shut off and turn and, um, and stop the water flow. Same thing with gas. Um, when you go out of town, when you're leaving town, you're going to want to shut off your water and your gas to make sure that there's nothing that's going to happen while you're away. So if for some reason there's a gas leak or anything like that, you're not going to come home to your home being blown up or on fire or whatever or anybody being injured, more importantly. Hi, Ruben. Um, okay, so I'm going to recap what we've been through for those of you who have joined late. So I'm going to run through them really quick. So we talked about transferring utilities, changing all the locks that have access to the exterior of your home, changing the locks with the mailbox, notifying the post office of your address change, resetting the garage codes and exterior keypads that access the garage, change all the um, passcodes for your smart home devices, so your Nest thermostat, your ring doorbell, um, any of your lights that are functioned. Hi, John. Any of your lights that function on, um, on smart home, on your devices. Um, change your air filters. Test your smoke detectors. And I recommend replacing the batteries while you do that. Hi, Michelle. Um, locate your emergency shutoff valve for your water and your gas. And then that takes us to number nine. And you guys, we, I think we titled this number 15. And the last minute I added on another one. So it's really 16 tips. So you get a bonus. Um, dryer vent. So you're going to want to make sure that is clean and clear of debris. There are companies that actually will come and clean your dryer vent. So if the dryer vent is um, full of lint, that can cause a fire in your home. So you want to make sure that you prevent that from happening. And you want to have optimal airflow for, um, for your dryer when you're drying your clothes. Number 10, inspect your kitchen and your bath grout. Just make sure that there's no grout. So what's, what happens is if there's grout missing, water can get behind if it's not sealed properly and you can, you know, damage your drywall. You can have mold. There's a number of things that can happen. Yes, John, you might, maybe you should have. Tell me what you're talking about or if you're talking about the water or the gas. Um, hi, Diana. Okay, so regularly check your house for termite tubes. So if you just bought this house, then you probably had a termite inspection, it's particularly if you're in Arizona, because um, termites are pretty common for us here. So you're going to want to make sure you regularly check your house for termite tubes. So just walk around your house, do a check and look and see if you see those mud tubes that are going up the wall. And they're usually at the base, the base of your exterior wall. Um, even in your interior, but usually they, you'll see them in the garage. That's where I've seen them most often when I look at properties. Um, number and This one nobody thinks about, but register your appliances. So if you get new refrigerator, new stove, new washer, new dryer, new microwave, um, whatever, oh yeah, gas and water, John. Whatever utility or whatever appliances that you purchase, you're gonna wanna make sure that you just go on those websites and just register them. I literally register everything. So whether it's a blender, whether it's a Nutribullet, which kind of the same thing, but not the same thing. Um, whatever it is, I always register it, which is probably why I receive a lot of notices for class action lawsuits and I sign up for every one of them. But anyway, that's a whole different story. But just make sure that you register your appliances. Um, what you're going to want to have handy 
is your home warranty contact information. So if you if you purchase a home through us, we probably recommended Yvonne Hunter with Platinum Home Warranty. Um, so we'll have her information and can just text it to you through a contact card. But either way, whoever your home warranty company is, you're going to want to make sure you have that handy so that if something goes out, let's say, for example, your air conditioner isn't functioning, you have water that's not working, your water heater goes out, whatever, you know who to contact so that you can have somebody come out and look at it. All right, so we're on, that was that was number 13, you guys. So if, if for some reason I've said anything that you've listened to that you wouldn't have thought of when you moved into a house, remember to do me a favor and put in the light bulb emoji. So the light bulb emoji um, represents a good thought that you wouldn't have thought of, but it's gonna be helpful to somebody else. So when they see that, when they see that light bulb, they'll know at this mark, I need to listen to that. All right, so we talked about home warranty contact information. If you have a pool in your home, you need to know when the last time the pool filter was cleaned out, um, and you should make sure you do that once a year. So most of the time, I see people just continue using the same pool person since they're most familiar with that pool. So if the prior owner was using that particular pool company, they usually will continue to just use that one just because they know that that person is familiar, assuming they do good work. And so when that happens, just make sure you ask him, when was the last time this was serviced? Can you tell me about, you know, show them, ask them to show you how to use the equipment if you don't already know. So those are things you should do um, concerning the pool when you move in. Your water softener. If you purchase a home with a water softener, make sure that you check the salt levels and make sure you get it serviced um, regularly. Same thing with your um, your your RO system. You're going to want to make sure you have that serviced as well. Number 15 on our list, or I'm sorry, number 16 on our list is to ensure you actually have a fire extinguisher. Make sure you, if you don't have one, make sure you purchase one. And if you already own one, make sure that you check it to make sure it's still functioning properly. So I'm going to do a re- quick recap of the list, you guys. So transfer utilities, that's number one on your list because the last thing you can do is move into a house that you can't see anything. Let's say you're moving in at night, you have no lights because you forgot to transfer the utilities. That's all bad. So, so transfer your utilities, change the locks. Um, that includes your exterior locks and your mailbox locks. Notify the post office of your new address change. Reset your garage codes. Thanks, John. Reset your garage codes um, and any keypads that open the garage. Change all the passcodes for smart home devices, so your Nest thermostat, your ring doorbells. Change all the air filters in the house. Make sure, because a lot of times there are more than one um, filter that you have to change. Um, So make sure you change all those upon move-in. Test your smoke detectors and replace all of the batteries. You will thank me if you, well, you will, you will wish you listened to me if you wake up at 2 a.m. with a beeping. And when you don't, just remember that's because I, I told you to change them when you moved in. Um, change the, check the temperature on your water heater and adjust it if necessarily. Um, if necessary, locate your emergency shutoff valves for your gas and your water. Ensure that the dryer vent is clean and clear of debris. debris. Inspect the kitchen and bath grout. Check your house for termite tubes. Register all of your appliances. Have your home warranty contact info handy. Um, if you have a home with a pool, make sure that you know when the pool filter was cleaned and make sure you clean it out at least once a year. Um, make sure that you check the, the salt levels on your water softener and then check your fire extinguisher or purchase one. 
So that is our list. Can you guys, if you guys think of anything that um, we may have missed off of the list, be sure to put it in the comments. Um, we do have this checklist available to all of our clients. So even if, you know, maybe you're not a client and you just happen to see this video, if you would like it, just because you think it will be helpful in your move, feel free to reach out. We'll have, we're, we're happy to provide you a copy. Just slide in our DMs and we'll send you a copy of it. So that's our podcast for this week, you guys. Um, it's a little, it was a little bit weird for me because I'm here by myself and usually I have somebody in here, but it was good because we're, I know we're giving you guys good information. So um, I wanted to just do a quick thank you to our sponsors that make our podcast very possible. It is the Oliver Whalen team at Nova Home Loans. Um, we have worked with <laughs> Justin and Ryan for many years now and they're an awesome team to work with. So if you're looking to purchase a new home, if you're looking to refinance, contact um, the Oliver Whalen team and they can help put you on track to doing your home purchase. Um, stay tuned as well, you guys, because we're going to have a home buyer webinar that's coming up soon where you'll be able to interact with us and we'll answer all of your questions about purchasing homes, whether it's credit issue, um, whether it's um, how student loans affect your ability to purchase a home, um, what's the first step, what does that process look like once to getting pre-qualified. And so Justin and Ryan will be part of that process. So I want to make sure that you guys join. So mark your calendar for May 18th and we'll have some information, some more information about that out a little bit later. Um, Yvonne Hunter, I mentioned her earlier. Yvonne is a fantastic partner of ours. She is um, with Platinum Home Warranty. They have a great home warranty service. So if you're purchasing a home and you're thinking about offsetting some of the expenses and repair costs that you expect in your first year of owning a home, then make sure that you do consider purchasing a home warranty. Platinum Home Warranty is a great company. And if you have any questions prior to your purchase, just contact Yvonne and she'll be happy to answer any questions that you have. Her phone number is on the screen. Um, doo, 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 doo. And we have Jeremy Eaton. And I believe Jeremy is tuning in on the live. Jeremy is with Security Title. He is awesome. Um, Jeremy and Elva, we work with, we typically work with Elva and Kristen, Jeremy and Yami over at Security Title. Um, they've done a phenomenal job with our clients and being very informative and helping them understand the escrow process, understanding different ways that they can take title, giving advice even before they decide to sell their homes. Um, there are some great partners that we work with, and I believe they're going to be a part of our, um, our home buyer webinar, too, so you get to meet the whole team and interact with all of us. So if you guys have any questions about what I've said regarding the moving checklist or you have any other questions that are related to real estate or any other people that we have featured on the podcast, be sure to reach out. You can reach me directly, um, my team directly at 480-281-0378, um, or you can send us a direct message, or you can visit our website at www.nextviewre.com. So it's www.nextviewre.com. And I will see you guys next week. Ciao. Thank you.